Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I uh, am your host, Mike Bivens, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Reese Williams, on Twitter at MFR25. Also on Instagram, at Mind of Reese. I, I, I just stopped laughing before I hit record um, because I said the most egregious thing I've ever said in my life, probably. But Reese... How you feeling after that uh, dramatic loss? I'm an, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. I'm annoyed. And I said I wasn't going to get pissed off no more, but this game pissed me off because it's the Grizzlies. And, like, you give motherfuckers like that opportunity to talk shit. They, they was pissing down their leg the first half. Motherfuckers getting fouls and technical fouls, acting like bitches. And, and y'all come out and play like some bitches in the fourth quarter. And give them all the ammo they need to talk shit. Why does Rudy Gay look like the Green Hornet? What the fuck? You got that game on too? <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to see some competent hoops, so I put that on in the background. Yeah, I, I needed to see some real basketball. Um, I'm annoyed, man. And, and it's like, how do you even explain this? Like, I saw a tweet from Tim Cato. It was like, this, this can barely, like, can't even explain this one. You can somewhat, but it's like, you were up 16 points. We had them. They were folded. It was over. We had them where we wanted them, and we let them off the hook. Rest in peace to Romeo Cornell. Damn, I forgot Romeo Cornell died. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace to the legend, man. Like, man, look, 12 points in the fourth quarter. Somebody tried to tell me, uh, or somebody got mad at me for, for saying that this was Jason Kidd's fault. It's Jason Kidd's fault. You have a 16-point lead. As the coach, your job is to manage that. Now, now I will say this. It's not all Jason Kidd's fault. It's I'm partly putting, his fault, but it's partly some of the players' fault, too. No. it was the, He put the players in terrible... He had Jaden Hardy out there ISOing, like he, again, like he's Luka, even though he didn't even have him as the first guard off the bench to start this game. But now, in the fourth quarter, while the other team is going on a run... He, we're going to depend on Jaden Hardy to, to carry the offense. And I, and I don't want to hear Jaden Hardy shouldn't have been isolated. Who the hell else was doing anything? First of all, I believe it's partly Jason Kidd's fault and partly the player's fault because Jason Kidd, as a coach, yeah, you have to coach, but goddamn, like some of these guys on the floor, y'all just going to sit and watch Jaden Hardy ISO the whole time and do nothing else. I also have an issue since we on the topic of Jaden Hardy. Okay. Jaden Hardy, when Kyrie and Christian Wood were out of the game, right. did his damnness, did his best to, to keep us in it. He was the only scorer on the court. Shout out to Jason Kidd. He was the only scorer on the court. I did get tired of the fucking step back threes. I, I got sick of it because I know he can do more than that. That's why I said partly the player's fault as well, because he was taking some bad shots. By the end of that, he was actually limping around. And that made him that made me even more mad because he's out there on one leg and still nobody else could do shit. 
or even try. Half them dudes started playing scared. Josh turned down shots. Reggie Bullock turned down a ton of shots. It was, it was just annoying, man. Josh looks like Josh in the playoffs last year. That's who Josh looked like, and I was disappointed. And I'm gonna call him out for it. Like I don't know what he was on. I don't know where that. Con- it's like the confidence was there and the green light was there when Kyrie and Luka is out. But as soon as one of them comes back, he's reverting back to the Josh that we don't need. And I don't understand it. It's no excuse for it. He's not getting the pass. Uh, keeping Jaden Hardy out of the game when you put Kyrie back in was stupid for Reggie Bullock for what? What is he giving us? He was missing wide open threes. And, and to be completely honest, don't tell me defense because it's like they had him on Luke Kennard. Okay, he's going to shadow Luke Kennard around the court. What is that going to – Luke Kennard came out of the game and they put in Tyus Jones. Reggie Bullock wasn't really stopping anybody. So now we're back in a position where we have Kyrie on the court who's being defended by Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is a bitch, yes, but Dylan Brooks is a damn good defender. Frank Nilakina accomplished more in seven minutes than Reggie Bullock did in 30. We got Christian Wood out there for offense. Yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. has five personal fouls, but he's still a damn good defender. I feel like they should have attacked him much more than they did, but we'll get to that. Who? who? <laughs> Kyrie, I mean, our two ball handlers that are that wasn't playing like bitches were hurt. Kyrie got his foot stepped on. We know he was dealing with the foot soreness. I don't think he made a shot since that. And then Hardy was limping. So those are two drivers with on um, bum wheels trying to attack one of the best shot blockers in the game. It, it just wasn't going to happen. So then it comes down to Josh Green needs to do it, but he was, again, playing like a baby back bitch. So J- Jaden Hardy should have been in that game. At the end? At the end and taking yes. the block out. Yes. He was clearly like he was cooking something up like he he was getting in a rhythm. He was getting his shots and playing off of Kyrie would have helped those open shots that Reggie Bullock had that he missed. I trust Jaden Hardy to make. Right. Like, why are we why, why are we committed to playing one of them? Put them both in there. Put them both in there with Josh Wood and Maxie. And Wood I'm going to say this. Go ahead. I would have taken Josh out for THJ. What the fuck did Tim do? At least I know he's going to shoot that bitch. This motherfucker had two points. At least I know he's going to shoot it. What was Josh doing? Potentially getting something in the open court, getting offensive rebounds, potentially. But no, 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 no. I'm not talking about potential. I'm saying he was out there. What you the fuck was say, Tim Hardaway Jr. going to do? You, you can, at least I can say potentially with Tim. You can't say potentially with Josh because Josh was not? not doing anything. Josh going to do the hustle stuff. We, if we putting Hardy and Kyrie in there, I don't need him to shoot. What hustle shit was he doing? We was losing on the offensive boards. He wasn't in there when that was happening. Even shoot. towards the end of the game, he wasn't doing anything. We still couldn't stop anybody. So at that point, Josh was not being aggressive enough. Tim, if you put Kyrie out there, right. along with Jaden Hardy and Tim, I think it helps keep the ball out of Tim's hands to the point where he's not making decisions that's going to fuck. What is he over. doing? He's hitting shots. He's still going to get the ball, the ball out of his hands. How he hitting shots if we keeping the ball out of his hands? I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Don't do that. I'm talking what about him having the ball in his shot. hands, bringing the ball up the court, doing dumb shit. 
at least I know if Tim gets the ball on a pass and he has some space, he's going to shoot it. Okay. I say, why do we need that if we got all our scorers out there already? I say we get as much scoring out there as we can. And I say Josh Green had 12 points and Tim Hardaway Jr. had two. And Josh wasn't helping towards the end of the game. All I'm saying is, if we go on all offense, I went to five dudes that was actually scoring the basketball. That's that's my thing. If that motherfucker is playing like a pussy towards the end, like we literally just said, I don't want him out there in crunch time. And that's with anybody. I'm not giving Josh a pass for that. We say the same thing for Tim. We say it for Reggie. I'm going to say it for Josh. The fact that we got the debate between Josh Green playing like a bitch and Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting like, I don't know what the fuck he was shooting like. Uh, Tim Hardaway was completely useless tonight. Uh, um, I can I can understand let, leaving him in there. He did have a good steal in, in the fourth quarter at one point. Man, I I, I feel like I got to get it out of Josh though. Personally, I, I feel like that I would prefer Josh in that spot, just for it on the fact that you already got Hardy and Kyrie on the perimeter as two smaller guards. I will put Josh on there as a potential better defender even though I got Wood and Maxi covering the back line. I, I can accept if you say Tim should be there, but I'm going to be pissed when he missed that one shot he gets. I'd rather him shoot it and miss it than not take it at all. Okay. But I don't think the Josh thing was a difference. I think Hardy not being out there was a big difference. Yeah, not playing Kyrie and Hardy together at the end when we it couldn't was- score. I just don't understand it. We lost because we couldn't score. And, and the offensive rebounds, I don't know if I've ever seen a worse rebounded performance in my life. This was not like them getting lucky. This was not the Grizzlies getting lucky bounces. No, they just had more heart. They had more heart. They were putting in more effort on the boards. And the crazy thing is, like you said, we had demoralized them in the third quarter. They were about to give up. They hit the three to end the quarter. They started the fourth, hit another three, and then you can start to see the life start to come back. And they were like, all right, we got a chance. The next score should have been a timeout where kids said, hey, no, we're not doing this. We're not about to fold this lead. Who's ready to actually hoop right now? But instead, he let them get the lead down to four before he called a timeout. And then he made some stupid substitutions. Way too close. Like, I don't I don't understand. To be honest, if you're going to wait that long to call the timeout, don't call the fucking timeout. He's still coaching like it's November, and it's really annoying. We we don't have time to play games right now. Like, this this should have... We should be on here talking about how the Mavs came out and won a damn good game, much needed, and are on a four-game win streak. And instead, we're talking about a game they should have won that they blew. They blew it. With the seven seed again, yeah, because the Warriors are beating the Warriors beat the Rockets, I'm sure, and the Wolves beat the uh, Knicks, so they're a half game behind us. Yeah, the Warriors did beat the Rockets. We'd have been in a much better position had we won this game, kept the half game league on the Warriors, and then possibly beat the Warriors on Wednesday. Would have been great. Should have happened. You can't go up 16 in a situ in this situation and lose. That's just inexcusable. Against a Grizzlies team without Ja. No Ja. We got cooked by uh Santi Aldama. 
Santi Aldama and Luke Kennard. Make it make sense to me, man. And the difference is they were going toe-to-toe with us pretty much most all night as far as three-point shooting. There was not a big gap between teams as far as three-point shooting goes. The difference was when they were missing, they were getting rebounds. Yeah. Offensive rebounds, second chances. We were not at all. And a lot of our threes were bad threes. I'm just frustrated with with them. Ah, it is what it is, though. We hit our uh, <clears throat> we hit our quota as far as time. I, I can end this right now. Yeah, we can we can definitely do that. Uh, let me make one quick suggestion. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway. And the action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long. So be sure to check DraftKings Sportsbook app every day see what they have in store speaking of having things in store bibs we're deep into the tournament not too deep but deep enough a couple of upsets so far uh which of these underdog teams have you got your eye on to go deep into the tournament well reese i'm looking at the bracket right now We're, we're recording this on sunday so we don't know the matchups yet but i told you the last time these sec teams look out for them just yesterday, we watched Arkansas take down Kansas. That's an eight seed. And I would say that they are a threat to any team they face. Multiple guys that with NBA talent on that team, uh, point guard that, that steadies them and can, can put a, get an ISO and go get a bucket for you. This is a dangerous, dangerous team. And on the other side of the bracket, you've got Tennessee. They're a four seed. I'm going to consider them an underdog as well. They're now going to be facing the winner of the Florida Atlantic and Fairleigh Dickinson game. So they're pretty much a lock, knock on wood, for the Elite Eight. Guys, tennis, those SEC teams, you cannot bet against them. We're looking at potentially looks like three, at least getting to the Elite Eight. I'm excited about it. You should be too. Trust Bibbs enough, I say, put some money line bets on these SEC teams. If you sign up with DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll score $150 in bonus bets. I'm just saying. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. Right now, new new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you want to see quality basketball, like competitive basketball, the women's tournament is where it's at, to be honest. Um, 
Last year's run, and I don't know if it was because I'm a South Carolina fan, last year's fun run was epic on both sides. Every game came down to the wire. I just watched Miami, Indiana go down to the wire. I'm looking at Duke and Colorado. It's a two-point game right now with two minutes left. Like the, the women's tournament, usually after you get to the Sweet 16, this is getting to the Sweet 16 right now, so there's a couple blowouts. But once you get past the Sweet 16, every game is, is to the wire. So uh, that's peak basketball to me. That's peak basketball to me. Them Dallas Mavericks, please. Speaking um, of the women's tournament, Indiana went down. Yeah, I, was, I just mentioned that. Oh, okay. I must have missed that part. Um, they went down in tragic fashion as well. The point guard just dribbled the ball and lost it on the last play. <laughs> um, they were down either two or three, and I thought she was going to pull up, and then she went past the three-point line. I guess she was looking for somebody to pass it to and then just lost the ball. Uh, but at, before that, they had exchanged baskets back and forth in the last, like, eight seconds. And they had, like, two left, and then she just messed it all up. Big upset for Miami. Let's see. UConn. Baylor was beating UConn for a while, but, I mean, that's UConn. So. Uh, what else? Oh, that's, that is something that we had to do. Give me a second. Oh, the playoffs? Yeah, the, the, the playoffs. Cause I, we, we, it wasn't finalized yesterday. Yeah. So the playoffs did end up pretty close to how we expected. I did pull off the dub. So uh, expected. I'm in the second round. SJ did take an L. She blamed Luca. <laughs> so Luca was out. Uh, I will say that will make a difference. For sure. Uh, KT did not pull a miraculous comeback. I, I, I think we we knew that. And the final game, Watch the Throne versus Probably Injured, was a five-point game. Damn. 15-23 to 15-28. They were the two highest scoring teams this week. <laughs> so what's the second round looking like? So the second round begins as of today. It's me versus Bay Area MFFL. I'm up 219 to 188 right now. And then Team Coops versus Watch the Throne. Team Coops is up 306 to 136 right now. I uh, should get job back on Wednesday. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. Shout out to Jaron Jackson for holding my team down. Okay. Uh Anything else we need to hit before we get up out of here? No, I'm ready to end this shit. Okay, UCLA. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's enough. I guess we'll be back here on Wednesday. You said you're going to miss the – was it the whole game or first half? I'm going to miss the whole game, but I'm going to still be here. To, uh, okay, that's cool. I will take the lead, and then you're going to lead on Friday against the Hornets. Cool, cool. Yep. All right. Until next time, folks, peace. Peace. Peace.